This series is for all of you who want to have good quality clothing projects. All of you who love to create something beautiful from what's already in circulation, also known as refashioning and upcycling. And I can't wait for this episode because I know quality is very important part if you want to take up your creations to the next level. To get good grasp of the quality topic, which is a bit multidimensional topic, I created this three-part mini-series on quality. In part one, which is the previous episode nine here on the Art of Refashioning podcast, we started with the sewing aspect in making quality clothing. So that's the sewing part of working towards a professional look. In part two, which is today's episode, we're going to have a look at the design part and the overall look of the garment. What makes it perceived as professionally done? These again are drawn from the standards in the fashion industry. However, I've selected those important to refashioning. I use them in my work all the time and they give really great results. In part three, which is the last part in the quality mini series, we're going to talk about how you could assess the quality of a garment. When we're refashioning, we need to know how to spot quality items when thrifting or looking to source any secondhand clothing. So I have some insightful tips in part three of the mini series, how to recognize good quality items. I'm Mariana, fashion upcycler from Perth, Western Australia. When graduating fashion design years ago, I got the award in garment construction. This was a hint that quality really means a lot to me. Later, working in the bridal and alteration industries, I've confirmed there are certain things that make clothes look professionally done. And today, along exploring the creative side of it, I use these simple quality tricks as well. Over the years, some noticed not just the insightful designs and refashion ideas that I apply to my projects, but also mentioned how my makes look really well done, not just on the outside, but also on the inside. And if you ask me, if a garment looks really beautiful on the inside, then most of the time it will look amazing on the outside as well. I know the beauty is in the eye of the viewer. However, there are quality secrets that, along with the clever designs, can elevate any refashioning project. And I can't wait to explore the 10 design tips that I've got for you today that will add that next layer of fine quality to your makes. Just like Rhonda shared about refashioning, you might remember her from the previous episode. So Rhonda said, I don't want the clothes to look tacky. She continued, I want them to look like a brand new garment when they're done, not just pieces put together. Well, if you keep up with me in this episode, you will learn the 10 design tips for the quality look of your makes. If you like the idea of reworking existing clothing into new beautiful styles, don't stay isolated not knowing where to start. You can follow the link in the show notes to the website and download your free copy of my brand new Clothes Upcycling Starter Kit. 
It is a full with inspiration e-guide that will help you begin with easy to follow system by reusing what you already have at home and in the meantime giving you the freedom to choose your particular designs. You will find the link at the top of the show notes of this episode. Now in the previous episode we said that quality is the standard of something as measured against other things of a similar kind. And the best similar kind is what we know from fashion design and from the fashion industry's perspective. So for refashioning, which is another way to make clothing, adhering to these standards I find is absolutely rewarding. It gives a crisp finish, well-made and fine garment at the end. As I mentioned at the beginning, in the part one of the quality mini-series, which is episode nine on the podcast, we talked mostly about the sewing side of the quality topic. We mentioned details about the seams, the stitching and some finishes, which is critical when you're working towards creating a professionally done quality work. Following this part one, now every time when you practice sewing or do your refashions, you know what's important to keep an eye on. Now, before continuing with the 10 tips in terms of design and overall look of the garment, I need to clarify something. The first thing is about the fabric material. Now, when we talk about making clothes, we first, of course, need to take care of the quality of the material. The topic about fashion fabrics, though, is something too broad. It's one thing to have all the different varieties of fabrics, as you're going to see it in the book on fabrics, for example, and it's completely different thing when it comes to reusing what's already in circulation. When it comes to reusing what's already in circulation, then the fabric choice narrows down. So, for example, we have mostly cotton men's button-up shirts, cotton t-shirts, which unfortunately nowadays get more and more blend of cotton and polyester for cheaper production. When we talk about sweater material, for example, most of the time this is acrylic rather than wool or something else. So in the next episode, therefore, we're going to focus on the main fashion fabrics that are typically easy to find as a second hand. So we're going to focus on what fashion industry has streamlined for those. The other thing that I wanted to clarify is that here we're not going to talk about how to design a piece of clothing, but rather we're going to talk about the garment quality and what makes the overall look of the design high quality. Which means we're not going to talk about the design process, how to work with colors, what are the design principles and all that. Rather, we're going to talk about these quality measures that could be applied regardless of what colors you combine or what exactly is the fabric that you use. So hopefully all this makes sense And now by having it clarified, here is the first tip that dictates the quality look of your project.
the first tip is to get the balance of the overall design right. And to explain this, I thought to give you an example of a refashion. Let's say you've got a skirt that is too small and you want to enlarge the size. Great way to do that is to expand the width with a panel from a secondary material. Imagine that it's a plain color skirt and you add a floral print to the width and upsize it. When you try to get the balance right, in this case, for example, you could use the secondary material somewhere else on the skirt and tie it all in. Here I just want to mention that many times in refashioning on a designing level, adding secondary material might look a little bit patchy. And that's why one great way to make the entire look balanced is to add some of this secondary material somewhere else. So in this skirt example, repeating the secondary fabric elsewhere is good way to create a finished look, not just like a random chopped off panel addition. For instance, you could repeat the secondary material as a horizontally placed uh, panel along the hem, for example. Not that the skirt will need it, but this repetition will tie in the whole thing together. Let me give you an example with one of my upcycled projects, which I created for Jane Milburn's slow clothing project. So that's a pant that I've made from two men's shirt. And to create the whole outfit, I've added a t-shirt, which I decorated with the leftovers from one of the men's shirts. So for the t-shirt, I decorated uh, the neckline, and then I added to the sleeves of the t-shirt. I actually added from the two men's shirts that I used in the pant. And finally, that gave a really harmonious and balanced look at the end. So you can see that the balance of the overall design could be applied to a single piece, like for the skirt example, or in the entire outfit. So it could be from several pieces of garments. So for now, I'll leave it at that, but we're going to talk purely about how to design a piece in other episodes on the podcast. Just make sure that you stay put. Follow up on the podcast, or the best is to sign up to the website. That's equalfashionsewing.com. That will ensure you won't miss on these episodes. Okay, moving on to the next tip. Tip two. Another secret to make quality piece is the symmetry of the house. And this is from pattern making perspective. In pattern making or drafting, same thing, is like this. You imagine that there is a vertical center line from the top of the head, over the nose, the middle of the chest and the crotch area. So when creating a pattern for any type of garment, you work with left and right halves. These halves usually need to mirror each other, which means they form a pair if they're sleeves, for example, or like a pair of trousers. So when they're flat folded, the two legs mirror each other. Therefore, symmetry of the halves is essential. 
clothes are made to have identical halves that cover the left and the right side of the body. And this is for the front and the back. So the front piece of a t-shirt has a front which from pattern making point of view has a front left and front right. The back has as well back left and back right halves. This also applies to smaller pieces like collars, for example. So talking about industry standards, it is a standard to ensure that the right and the left halves are symmetrical. So usually the fabric is folded and you're just tracing out and cutting one quarter of a body. Talking about symmetry, furthermore, of course, you will have slight variations in designs that are intentionally asymmetrical. But nevertheless, these kinds of refashions, asymmetrical, would also need to have some symmetry in the right and left halves. And this is continued in the next few tips. So tip three is that construction seams that mirror each other also need to have the same length. Now, when I say mirror each other, that means they're in a pair. In other words, both side seams, left and right side seams, needs to be the same length. Again, shoulder seams needs to be the same length. Also, armhole seams needs to be the same. Seams that correspond to each other, let's say on the two sleeves, also needs to be the same length. And also, let's say the sleeve hems needs to be the same length. This might seem very obvious. However, mistakes happen, fabric gets stretched and you can experience different things and at the end end up with different lengths of the same seams. So therefore, this kind of simple check is actually part of the quality control system in any garment production. Therefore, when reworking clothes, you need to ensure this as well. And because I don't like measuring, here is my trick how I do it instead of measuring with a tape measure. So whatever seams you want to check, just place it on top of the other without stretching anything and check the length. I do the same check for the two halves when I get lazy and don't want to bother with measurements. For example, I'm taking both sleeves flat in the same way and place them on top of each other. This way you can measure the width at the different places, the hem and all that kinds of things. Next tip is expanding on this. So tip four is that paired pieces should be the same size and dimensions. As already said, this needs to be done for the sleeves for sure, but also you need to check cuffs, pockets that are designed to be a pair like patch pockets at the back of the jeans, for example. But here are also any other pieces that you want to add in a symmetrical manner to the right and to the left half of the garment. For example, flares on existing sleeves. So you need to keep consistent dimensions of those flares. Now, the trick is actually to 
cut these additions together. I know that sometimes that could be hard because we don't want to add something. We cut just one piece and then decide, okay, I'll cut the same thing on the other side, let's say on the other sleeve. So this kind of a comes one after another. So therefore, when you start adding to one of the sides, just keep in mind that cutting the two additions at the same time is the best way to ensure that they're the same size before sewing. So here you see that there are three ways to keep the symmetry aligned. Tip two, the symmetry of the halves. Then tip three, the same construction seams needs to be the same length. And tip four, that paired pieces should be the same size and dimensions. Okay, moving on with something different that will enhance the quality look of your refashions. Tip five is to ensure the functional side of the garment is presented. Now, any garment first and foremost needs to function properly. What I mean by that is that if it's a skirt, you need to be able to put it on and then has to stay on the waist, right? So all together with the aesthetical side, every type of garment should include a functional side ensuring it will serve its purpose. It's very basic, but believe me, sometimes really you just forget about it. Just simple things that how you'll get into the garment and put it on is great example, very essential. I remember when we were studying fashion design years ago, we definitely had some mishaps of great designs but simply you can't put the garment on so that could happen the good part is that when you refashion for yourself when you redesign you usually check put it on and see how it looks so the functional side it just comes naturally so ensure that necklines have closure or stretch enough if they're from knit or stretch materials if it's a skirt or trousers or jeans, just ensure that the waistband works, that the zipper that you've chosen or the button placket is long enough. If it's an elasticated waist, check that stretch is enough and then when it's on, that is not too tight or too loose on the waist. Of course, it depends on what kind of garment you make or what kind of fasteners or closures you decide to use. So just simple thing like putting on the garment will ensure that you get this functional side right. The next tip is related. Tip six is to ensure that buttons, zippers and other type of closures work well and are not broken. The zipper of a dress, skirt or a pant needs to stay closed once the garment is on. Or you might need to figure out some sort of a button at the top. Furthermore, button closures needs to hold the garment securely and once they're closed to stay flat. Now talking about buttons, if the buttons are smaller, usually they need to be placed closer than rather when they're bigger buttons, which are usually used on coats and jackets. And buttonholes 
also needs to be the right size, neither too tight or too loose for the buttons. Therefore, it's important to know your sewing machine. For example, I have a brother sewing machine, which has automatic buttonhole, but I noticed that if I make the size of the buttonhole slightly smaller, like just one millimeter, that makes difference and actually is better, not too loose for the button to stay closed. In addition, buttons need to be stitched securely. To sew your buttons, you can use the sewing machine or do it by hand. Now I've noticed that when I sew buttons with the sewing machine, sometimes in order to stitch it more securely, I need to run the sewing machine again. If I do it by hand, just to make less stitches, I actually use a small trick. I put four layers of thread. So I put two threads together, thread it into the needle and make it double. And this means I can stitch a button just with a couple of stitches and still make it securely done. Moving on. Tip 7 in a similar way is another quality measure when refashioning. And this is to stitch any additions to the garment in a secure way, but also neatly. Just make sure that you follow some of the things we mentioned in part 1, like there's no loose or hanging threads and that everything is intact securely. Now talking about additions to the garment, here comes the eighth tip. Tip number eight is to support fine materials woven or knits. And this is when you want to do any add-ons, appliques, embellishments or even top stitching to the main garment. It is important when the material is fine, see-through, light, no matter that it's woven or knit, to add something and usually that's done on the inside of the garment. So to support the material, you could use leftovers from the main material or you could use secondary material. But if you decide to add secondary material, even that it's on the inside, just make sure that it's complementary to the main or at least is neutral and it doesn't spoil the overall look. That will definitely help to enhance the quality. Another option to support fine materials is just to use interfacing, which is common practice in the industry. And the interfacing could be standard interfacing or iron-on type of interfacing. So standard interfacing is just white or black interfacing uh, and could be different weight or could be woven or knit material. It's kind of a mesh type of material that you can apply on the inside. What I find actually it's better to use iron on type of interfacing. You can press it with the iron for 10 to 15 seconds and it will stick to the main material. My project t-shirt refashioned with lace uses that kind of iron on material. I will post link to this tutorial so you can check details on what exactly I've done. Next up is the tip number nine. And this tip 
applies for jackets, jeans and some other projects that are expected to be extra durable and long-lasting. When you do these kind of projects, my tip is to ensure that you choose strong seams, like flat felt seam, for example. Flat felt is a seam that you can see on jeans. It looks great on both inside and outside. So there's no overlocker or anything like this. Very neat and clean finish, but also very smooth seam on the inside. Choosing to make something like that, it's actually going to make the seams prettier. For jackets, for example, this is a must. When a jacket doesn't have lining, you need to make it really pretty on the inside. It's like an unwritten rule that good quality unlined jackets needs to look great on the inside as well. Although that you'll see overlocked seams in an unlined jacket, it's actually the bottom line in the industry. But if you want to add that extra level of high quality, then do as many branded clothing will do. For example, for the unlined jackets, they could use bias binding to finish off the seams rather than overlock. If you've done bias binding, you will know that this takes much more time than, than just finish off the seam with an overlocker. But definitely bias binding will enhance the overall look so much better. I've got a couple of projects with bias binding, especially on the inside. One of them is um, upsized jeans shorts. So instead of using overlocker on the inside of the jeans, I decided to use floral print fabric and that definitely made it look so much nicer on the inside. Of course, you could choose something else to finish off seams. For example, you could do a bit wider seam allowances and then instead of binding the seam allowance, just to turn in the row edge and top stitch along the seam. It will look much better than a zigzag or an overlocker. So try to think of the inside, especially for clothes like jackets and vests or for more durable pieces like jeans, pants, for instance. Moving on. Tip 10 might seem a bit controversial, especially when it comes to refashioning and upcycling. Now, I was once asked at the presentation if I use other methods than sewing, for example, to embellish clothing. And in particular, if I use glue on my refashions. So my tip 10 is to use no glue on your refashions if you want to achieve good quality. Although that you could see use of hot glue, other glue, Velcro and so on in refashioning, I definitely don't recommend it. There is one simple reason for that. Just using these methods is going to make your refashions look cheap. You won't see glue or other than sewing on good quality ready to wear clothing. And for me, that's enough reason. 
you might say that it's a personal preference and that it is for sure. But when we talk about professionally done garment, I definitely would stick to sewing and nothing more. There's so many sewing techniques and fasteners, closures, buttons, zippers and so on and so forth to choose rather something that not just spoils the look but also will spoil the durability and if it's velcro it might spoil the fabric as well when it's washed or stored. Talking about glue there is only one case where I would use glue and this is to sew leather and yet keep in mind that it's not necessary but sometimes just to make the finishes of hems and seams neater and crispier on leather you might consider using a special type of glue for leather and even in those cases the glue will be applied without being visible and it will be only a secondary method after the seam is sewn. If you're interested in sewing leather, I have a good freebie on the website. So I will link to, let's say, my leather jacket refashion. So you can download this freebie and see more details how to deal with leather when refashioning. Well, this is it. Now you have my 10 quality tips when it comes to design and overall look of the garment. To wrap it up, here is a quick reminder what they were. The first tip was to balance the overall design and repeat any secondary material, embellishment or whatever you add to the main garment. Tip number two was about the symmetry of the halves or these are the right and left halves of the front and the back but also of pieces like collars for example which when folded in the center the right and left sides needs to match. The symmetry continued in tip number three as well when we talked about the construction seams like arm seams, side seams, shoulder seams and other similar seams that needs to be the same length. With tip number four, we also said that paired pieces like sleeves, for example, should be the same size and dimensions. We mentioned that cutting these pieces together or placing them on top of one another before sewing is a good way to ensure that they are the same size and have the same dimensions. Next up were the tip number five and six which were to ensure that the functional side of your project is present, that the necklines are big enough or can stretch enough so your head could go through and also that the zippers are long enough and so on and so forth. So trying on the garment when constructing it really helps to ensure these. And then we said that buttons, zippers and other closures need to work well and help to secure the garment once it's on. Tip number seven was to ensure that any add-ons are securely sewn to the garment. Next up we continued with tip number eight which was to support any materials woven or knits when they're fine and thinner 
especially when you want to do some additions to make pliques or other embellishments or just to top stitch and do intricate designs on the cloth. And keep in mind that men's shirts are sometimes also fine materials. So just a piece of uh, material behind that um, button that you're adding as embellishment could be a significant improvement after quality stitching. Tip number nine was about jackets or other long-lasting pieces like jeans, for example. It's important to choose seams that will make them extra durable, but also I mentioned that it's good to make them prettier on the inside as well, especially online jackets. It's really great way to enjoy the quality while you wear them over and over again. And the last tip was to avoid glue and other methods like Velcro, hot glue or similar. Simply, if you don't see it in a ready-to-wear or designer clothing, then it is probably not a good idea to use it on your refashion projects as well. Well, talking about ready-to-wear, that reminds me that in the next, which is the last part of the Quality Mini series, we're going to talk about how to spot quality when you're sourcing clothing material. Since I discovered secondhand clothing during my fashion studies, I have some good insights and finds that I can't wait to share with you. Of course, you can select any pre-loved clothes using those. Clothes gifted from family and friends or things from clothing swaps, secondhand shops, markets, garage sales and so on and so forth. Well, thank you for listening and for your wonderful company today. I'll talk again in two weeks time. Until then, keep creative. Bye for now.